With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, welcome to episode five of Wickedly Weird. What what's the name of the show, Amanda? Oh, I can't. <laughs> Why? So you can so you can have a yuck at my expense. No, I want it to be weird. I want it to be authentic. It's wickedly weird. No, it's wicked weird. Yeah, wickedly. Look at us go. Wickedly, wickedly. weird. Wickedly weird. <laughs> wickedly weird. Wickedly weird. Okay, that's the name of the podcast. I'm Amanda. It's good to see you guys back at it. What's going on, Jer Bear? Well, I've got a I've got a cool story for you today. Do tell. I I, I got a mixture of some haunting and a mixture of some true crime. So today's episode, like I said, it's it's going to be primarily true crime with some paranormal stuff mixed in, but some of it is going to be kind of lore. So we don't know how much is true and how much isn't, but that's almost all we, always the case with a haunting. So. Okay. I think yeah, there's, let's, let's hear it. I think there's a little more lore about it than being a haunting um, as far as the uh, actual occurrences. But like I said, we'll talk about the house at 805 West Lindy street in Boise, mm-hmm. Idaho. Now, this is a two-story house, 2,728 square feet. So it's a pretty good-sized house. But, like, how big a, is that? Like, how many bedrooms? Um, I don't know how many bedrooms it's got, but I would say your average house is probably less than half that. Just your Do you think it's got a couple house. bathrooms? I, I could use a bathroom I'm, in my house. I'm sure it's probably four bedrooms. Two bathrooms. Two bathrooms, and it's got a basement. So probably it's pretty spooky. good size. Oh, I love that. 
Uh, it's a craftsman style house. So if you ever look those up, it's kind of like a, it's it's um uh, kind of the old style houses that have uh the uh, like I said two stories. I won't say like an Amityville style house because that's a different style, but it's kind of along those lines. What's it called? A craftsman house? A a craftsman style house. Craftsman style house. Okay. That doesn't mean they sell them at Sears. You know, like the Craftsman tools, it's something completely different. I need, I didn't even think of that. Oh, I I see. Very nice. Okay. Okay. Now, love that. Yeah, a lot of old cities have houses like that. I love those. The scarier, the better. Now, this house has a very gruesome past mm. and two nicknames. Ooh. Do you like to know what the two nicknames are? Oh, my God. Is it like Hell House 5? You're close. The oh. murder house Ooh, is one. The murder house. And the chop chop house. Ew. Wait, pause. The chop chop <laughs> house. Are we going to be hearing about chop chopping? Well, we'll just say that both of these names are very accurate. That's nasty. So let's go back to June 30th, 1987. It's the early morning hours. 37-year-old owner of the house, Daniel Rogers, and his friend, 31-year-old Darren Cox shot and killed 21-year-old Preston Murr in the basement. Why? There's Well, there's going to be a lot that, I'll be honest with you, I didn't look up a lot of the reasons why. Why? Well, that's, oh, I just didn't. Sherry, going to have to well, TikTok I, it now. I was more interested in just the fact of what happened before that. Okay, so, do tell. Well, let me tell you what happened after that first, and then we'll get mm -hmm. into before that. See, the two men used an axe and a knife to dismember the body. They put it in plastic bags. Oh, gross. After doing that, they drove to the Idaho-Oregon border and dumped all the bags into the Brownlee Reservoir. <gasps> and then about a month later, they started to wash up on the shore. Wait, stop. Like, like... The water people drink out of i mean technically a lot of these lakes these big lakes oh, are God. reservoirs that's so, so gross but, that's but yes it's yes it is it is a backup water supply that's I'm horrible sure. that's gross okay well it goes it gets filtered and stuff oh so, yeah, i know but just the thought of it i'm pretty sure your raw like sewage probably goes into yours i don't drink from the tap water so Okay, so this shouldn't be an issue for you then. Just Evian okay. for me. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right, so here's the crazy part. And I said I was more interested in what happened beforehand. Chris, Preston Murr almost escaped. Honestly, had police actually handled the situation better, he possibly could have still been alive today. So here's what happens. Here's what we know for a fact because it's court documented. It was around midnight on the day of the crime. Some type of fight broke out between Preston Murr and the two mentioned we mentioned earlier, okay? The, the two men that were involved in the, yes. the killing. Okay. During the altercation, Murr was shot in the shoulder by one of the men. He then was some a somehow able to break free from the house 
And he started running to nearby houses and starts banging on doors for help. Mm. Well, at this point on the first door that he's banging on, no one would actually come to the door because they were scared. They knew somebody was banging on the door at you know midnight, one o'clock in the morning. But the neighbor did actually call the police because he told a dispatcher he heard someone banging on his door and he heard someone screaming, let me go, followed by an anguish yell. And he peeked out his window and he mm -hmm. saw the two men chasing Murph. <gasps> they caught him. They dragged him into the basement of the Rogers home. Nope. Where he was then fatally shot. Oh. He even told police that there was a bloody handprint on his screen door. Oh my, Lanta, are you kidding? Yeah, so get this. So this man, oh. man calls the police. He tells them frantically that there's a guy banging on his door, leaves a bloody handprint, screaming, and being chased into a house. There were no police officers sent to the scene that night. Why? I don't know. I don't do know if they took was, it as a prank like a or setup? just didn't, didn't take like it thinking? serious, whatever the reason was. But it wasn't until the next day the neighbor calls again and says, hey, uh, I've got this bloody handprint on my door. I need somebody to come investigate this. Well, surprise, surprise, police found blood all over the neighborhood. Oh, it was found wow. on the sidewalk. It was found on the porch of the murder house and at least one other house. It was like smeared on a column and on the front porch. Ew. Obviously, these guys were arrested when they went to the house because it happened in their house. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I didn't dig much further into the case. I will tell you that Rogers was sent to the Idaho State Correctional Facility on a life sentence without parole. And Darren Cox actually got six years for being an accomplice. He was the other one there. Only six years? Yeah. That's... I, I guess th they must be assuming that he didn't do much if he didn't pull the trigger either time. Yeah, but and... he still saw it from he... one in half. Yes, he did dismember a body and what all that. How is that? I'm guessing that he oh. is probably the one who spilled the beans and agreed uh, to testify in order for a lesser sentence. That's so the only thing I can figure. So he's free? He is now, yeah. How old is he? Well, I don't know. This He was 31 back then. What year did I say this was? I don't know. It was uh, 1987. So, uh -oh, so, yeah, he's 70 years old now or somewhere in that ballpark. Now, the gentleman who owns the house now is a guy named James Howell. He's actually owned it since the year 2000. He's rented that house out several times. I don't think he's ever actually lived, lived in, in it. House. What a prick. That's horrible. <laughs> sleep Why is in my he haunted a... house. Because he's, <laughs> he's... Oh, I've never slept in it. I don't know what's going to happen, but here, you can you can try it out. Now, the house is apparently pretty close to Boise State University, so most of the people that he's rented these, these uh, this house to have been students of Boise State. It's never officially been a frat house, but oh there is one very specific 
uh, piece of lore, local lore, we'll say, that claims that some fraternity brothers reported seeing blood dripping down the walls oh, of the house okay. for years. All right. I believe you, bud. <laughs> Most that even, tell you, what? Not, that's, that's ridiculous. Come on. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Most will tell you that uh, there's absolutely no truth in all these tales, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the house isn't creepy as hell. And we're going to take a quick sponsor break, and I'll be back to tell you some of the stuff that's happened, or at least said to have happened, at the house. Can't wait. Okay, so we've got a Joe W. He said that the basement was creepy as hell, and it had a weird feeling. Mm -hmm. In fact, he said that they would take people down there just to scare them. (laughs) Like, I guess, people who came to visit. They'd, like, jump out at them. (laughs) Probably. Another former student by the name of Rachel said that her and her family almost bought that house back in 2000 when the guy who, who you know, owns yeah. it now actually did buy it. She said today she still gets anxious thinking about that tour that her and her family took. She said her family was checking out the inside of the house with the real estate agent, and uh, it looked like it had been abandoned. Uh. And the basement was by far the creepiest part. Here's the best story, though. Wait, okay, hold on. Is it just creepy because they know of it? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you get in a house and you psych yourself up? Like, oh, like, mm, someone. I think that's got to be part of it. I think that's got to be part of it. If if you know there's a murder that took place in the basement, you're going to think the basement. Even if someone dies in a house, people get all weirded out by it. I agree. I agree 100%. I I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I don't know. Now, Dan's story is completely different. He's not just a, uh, hey, things seem a little creepy. Dan's got stories. Wait, was he an occupant? Yes. Okay. So he lived there for a while, and he said it's his story, like I said, stands out more than the others. According to him, he was in the house with a friend, and it sounded like somebody was trying to break into the house. They're on the inside. Ew. Dan... Like I said, Dan was living there. His friend was just visiting, but they decided to walk out on the front porch and check things out. No one was out on the front porch. So they looked around the front yard. But just as Dan turned to walk back into the house, he got the scare of his life. He sees what he described as a big, black, oily-looking thing Oh, in the no. window of the upstairs bedroom. Get out of here. Ugh, gross. Why is it oily? I don't know. I, I could. I should have said it was moist. Don't. Uh, not even moist, but mo- but oily, but oily, <laughs> <laughs> moily, moist and oily. <laughs> <laughs> he says he remembers this thing moving back from the window and going towards the bedroom door before it completely disappeared. But that was not going to be the last time that Dan would see that entity. That The night. oily guy? Oily guy. Ugh. It later reappeared in a mirror that was sitting on the porch. And I have no idea why there was a mirror sitting on the porch. Maybe they were cleaning stuff out? Possibly. So Dan watches as this ball of oily blackness moved down a large column of the porch slowly growing in size. Nope, I'm out. Took up. 
the entire reflection of the mirror. <gasps> oh no! How big was the mirror, though? Was it a four footer? I, I, I gotta think it? it's. Like, I gotta think it's probably like an eight footer. Probably six footer. No, six I feet. I eight bet. Foot. Eight feet's kind of big. But on a why is it on a porch though? This is not I making see, sense here. I have no idea. Anyway, so real. he Go sees he's, it takes up the whole reflection of the mirror, and then it jumps from the mirror, and it moved through him. Oh, what do you mean? It like it I mean, jumped, it like jumped yeah. out of the so it it absorbed itself into the mirror and then projected itself onto this gentleman. I would guess like a mist or a fog or something like that, and then it just went through him. You think it felt like a giant booger when it hit him, like slap, like it just because it's so oily. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it. I would have thought. I would have thought probably something. You know. Like a pork chop more than, you know, a booger. Like a, like a but No, because it's oil. It's like oily. And Boogers are not oily, Amanda. They're mucusy. That's different. Well, okay. Good point. My brain's not working. Sorry. I mean, I, I, mean, I can't take, <laughs> I can't take mucinex and throw it in my uh, hamburger and absorb all the, uh, the grease out of it. So it doesn't work like that. Maybe you should try it sometime and let me know. I saw a video the other day where somebody was using a tampon to get the grease out of their hamburger. Like oh. when they ground their hamburger. And that's what they did. Yeah, they put two tampons in that absorbed that's all the nasty. grease. That's I mean, gross. I just I just drain mine and rinse it, but that's just me. Well, that's what normal people do. They don't stick fucking tampons in their food. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dan said that this thing passing through him was the most disturbing and the weirdest thing he had ever felt. Oh my god. Now, not everyone feels that the house is haunted, and this hmm. includes the current owner, James Howell. He had a former tenant by the name of Deanne Davis. She lived there with her two daughters from 2008 to 2009. A year seems like a short time to live somewhere. So I yeah, don't know but, why she moved, but, you know. But maybe she maybe she saw something and was afraid to, to well, say Well, she anything. don't act like it. She said that her family never experienced any paranormal activity. She did say, though, that the house's reputation is certainly an invisible force to lead on what you were saying earlier. Mm. That is, it maybe it's just because people know that it, what happened. Right. But that she whole neighborhood would be haunted if you think about it, but okay. There's so many stories that everyone is convinced that the house is haunted, is what she went on to say. Mm. Now, I will say that Leanne's daughter's uh, weren't quite as convincing about the house not being haunted as she would, as she said. As in fact, one of the daughters said that she felt like there was something kind of there, but kind of not. Like watching her. And, yeah, and Ugh. she said she was terrified of the basement. She felt mm -hmm. like there was something there, and she didn't want to go anywhere near the basement. Mm -mm. Even uh, Deanne, who claims that there's nothing there, said that it seemed like the house belonged to someone else, even while they were living there. So, sorry, my kid, my dog just broke in here. Oh, I and was I was like, like uh, I was like, are you flabbergasted or what? No, no. <laughs> my son closed the door and it freaked me out because we're talking about ghosts. So I forgot. Did we talk about the uh, the morgue stuff last last week with Harvard or not? Yeah, we did. Okay. I thought we did. And I, I was going to 
rehash on it, but there was no point in doing it. You were supposed to talk about something this week, though. I can't remember what it was. You, you asked me if I knew about something. Oh, we were talking about like the got milk conspiracy. Yes, that's that. what it was. Um, yeah, it's just like they were in this pod. Did you listen to the podcast I gave you? No, no. I did not. I right, wanted so, to hear it from you. Oh, good. Great. So, <laughs> um, no, it's just basically how like milk really isn't good for you. And like farmers get paid X amount of dollars to kind of like dump milk and that sort of thing. Um, what do you, what like, do you mean dump? What do you mean they get like, paid like dump off? Dump like milk. they dump off milk. Like like you know how some farmers get paid to like burn half their crops or whatever, right? Like it's similar. I guess there's like a whole dairy underground situation, but like there's there's so much milk that they can dump it, I guess. And there's like all kinds of bad stuff in the milk we drink. And so that so they don't want that they don't want all the milk out there because they're afraid to saturate the market, basically. Well, that and like they can't raise prices on stuff if you do that. Right. You know what I mean? And they had yeah. um they were saying like, you know, the way that they purify milk is kind of like they're not really doing much to it type of thing. It was just that part's really gross, but I'll tell you this, I haven't touched milk since I've heard that podcast. Well, I can tell you that humans are the only animal that drinks milk after they're through the nursing stage. Yeah, and and they and like there's no need for it. Like we really don't need it. They just make you believe it. Like it's a proven fact that it does nothing for your bones. Like I don't know, it's just really fucked up. The stuff yeah, that I don't I, I'm not a milk fan. I I will drink some chocolate milk on occasion and yeah. I'll use milk in cereal, but I don't drink the milk. It and like, I don't know never. something about it. Like after I heard that, I'm like, mm, that is kind of gross. He's like, why do people get excited when cheese melts and it's goo? He was like, what else is gooey? Like, and bleh, like just like pus and things like that. Like that's what he was getting <laughs> into. See, I told you it's nasty. That's why I don't want to go into great detail. So I hope no one's drinking milk while they're listening to this podcast. Well, I love, I love, I love cheese and stuff. So I'm not an anti-dairy. I just don't like milk itself. I like cheese too, but after that, I've taken a break. I was like, oh, mm, gross. Okay. <laughs> you know, back in the old days, like I don't know how long ago it was. I don't know if it was late 1800s or what, but mm. they were they would put formaldehyde in oh, milk to make it last longer it was like a preservative so before they realized gross. how messed up formaldehyde was yeah but like what oh my god like what happens when you drink that over time you die eventually i would think right? so i mean it's a it's a preservative but and that's why they used it but still and then i think they somebody said they would use um plaster <gasps> to mix it with it to to make it stretch Oh, oh there's all kinds of stuff that used to be done back in the early days before all the rules and regulations were put Can in. Can you imagine though? But those people didn't live long, so <laughs> yeah, they could they could blame it on the milk, but I'm sure lots of people died from bad milk back then just because of that. Just like that, everything. Everything was didn't have really refrigeration, right? Yeah, everything was on ice back then. That's they so ice gross. Houses. Yeah, little igloos. I'm so glad we don't live in that era. <laughs> you said igloos. <laughs> 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 We're not igloos. 
Igmo. <laughs> yeah. Little igloos. Little igloos. Yeah. So give me something fun that happened to you this week. Let's end on that. You wanted something fun that happened to me. Oh, no. So it wasn't really fun. It was more embarrassing than fun. So today. That's even better. My poor boss. God bless him. I had an ear pod in my ear and it fell out. And he goes, oh, your ear pod fell out real nice. Blah, blah, blah. I go, why don't you just shut up and mind business? And just like, I was like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> I was mortified. I like, I don't know why I did it, but I was just like, shut up, mind your business. <laughs> and he was laughing. He was killing himself laughing. He was like, did you just tell me to shut up and mind my business? I said, I did. And I'm so sorry. Like, like it wasn't, I wasn't, I don't know. It, like, he's more like a friend, I feel like sometimes. So I forget. And I just. And that's the way you treat your friend. You just tell them to shut up and mind their own business. Um. No, friends that annoy me, I do that too. Okay, <laughs> nice, nice, real nice. Shut up, Jerry. No, just kidding. <laughs> awesome. How about you? What uh, about you? You're all about me. What about you? Because nobody cares about me. You're you get the funny stories. I don't have anything funny usually. Weird shit happens to me all the time. I went to a um, concert. Where? Yeah, I went to a concert and some stranger I didn't even know came up to me and said, oh, you look cool. Want to go to this garage band and talk to me about it? It didn't. Nothing happened. Nothing happened up here. I was just like, OK, I'll come to your garage band. But that happened. We went and saw fireworks this weekend and that was fun. Yeah, I like fireworks. Um, I love them. I got a new new puppy this week. <gasps> That's right. Lily, right? Lily. And uh, she's a trip, but the cat can't stand her. And it's funny, the cat loves me to death. And I think I've seen him, yeah. I, I think that it's part jealousy. Oh, but for also, sure. But I also think it's part this dog looks just like Ninja, except smaller. And I think yeah. he's thinking, what the hell kind of witchcraft sorcery <laughs> shit is going on here? Because I wonder if that's why he's been nice to you because you're gonna shrink him. <laughs> it, it's like yeah, it's like you know that that dog's been gone for three months and now all of a sudden it's back in smaller form because she Freddie is this dog weighs about a pound, yeah, and Freddie weighs fourteen pounds. He's oh, huge compared to, and I think he's scared of this dog because he'll come up and he'll hiss at it but he doesn't try to attack he'll hiss and then jump out the window because there's a window that i keep open for him to kind of come and go when the weather's nice and he'll he'll he gets he'll jump in and see her and he'll hiss and then he'll run back so he's not trying to attack but he's he's afraid of her he's afraid of her and i can hold her and get close to her close to him and pet and he's okay with that (laughs) <laughs> but he hisses a lot and he won't get close to it. We got it. Fa- we got the puppy fairly close to him one time and he swiped, swiped out at him. Oh. So, and, and, and she's so small compared to Freddie. He could do some damage if he wants to, because he's got sharp claws and yeah, he's got he's... super sharp teeth. He's, yep. he's attacked us a few times. We know how it goes. Oh, Jesus. And, yeah. But, you know, Look but like, <laughs> yeah, he's looking he, at you right now. <laughs> he's like, why are you spilling all my information, dude? But he will, 
he will come up to me and he'll rub up at, on me and I'll stick my little hand out and he'll head bump my hand and stuff. So even while I'm holding the puppy, hmm. but Tracy tried to stick her hand out and he reached up and swatted her hand. He's done oh. it on two different occasions. So, so it's like he's he's got some kind of something against her, but where he hadn't held it against me yet. That's hilarious. You got to get a video. Send it to me so I can laugh. Yeah, we tried like like, for example, we're sleeping in separate rooms right now because she sleeps with the door closed so the cat get in there because we don't we don't 100 percent know what he would do. Yeah. If he got close enough. So anytime he's around and we've just had the, the dog since Saturday. So it's still an adjustment period. I think I think Freddie will come around, but it's uh, it's like we literally have to keep an eye on a dog like a hawk. Wait, pause. Around. Do you just- have an AC in your room? Do you have an AC in your house? I do, but it's oh, uh, the thing behind you is moving all by itself. Oh, that no, that that if it is, if it turned on, that was that is right where the vent is. It's underneath. No, it that. doesn't try. It just keeps like moving a little bit. Yeah, and that thing weighs nothing. It's styrofoam, and and uh, that just freaked me out. I was like, oh my <laughs> god, look at it. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, that's all I got. Let's well, go that's ahead. A and cute, end. wholesome little story. Well, I will see you guys later. All right. Bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.